Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have a fantastic show for you today. It is the streaming special. That's right. Today we're going to be doing things a little bit different. No movie review for the first time in PFB history. We will, of course, still be doing what's popping, but then we are going to wrap up the show with our streaming recommendations. Let's do it. for joining us on another episode of popcorn for breakfast with your co-host kirk hello hello i am your other co-host cam it has been three weeks since our last episode i think that's insane yeah so the last time we were talking we were talking about extraction which was brand new at the moment mm. hopefully you guys got a chance to catch up on that episode um this week we're not reviewing a movie at all this week we're doing the streaming special. That's right. It's episode 40 ding, 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 ding. of Popcorn for Breakfast. Episode 40. Um, so that's pretty exciting. We've got a lot to cover. we got a lot to catch up on. So where do we start, Kirk? There's so many places to start that I can't even pick one. Uh, do you want to start like what we I'll pick one. Okay. I'll pick one. Fine. So <laughs> we did not do an episode two weeks ago, but what we did do... Was we watched High School Musical. We did. Live on YouTube. We did. That was And fun. it was super duper fun. For all of you guys who actually got a chance to check that out, thank you so much. Uh, we had some good conversation going during the movie. It was pretty fun. Yeah, right out the gate where I realized that I had never seen the first five to ten minutes of that film. Which is shocking. Because never. it's... First of all, how are you not just lost the rest of you're like, how do they know each other? There's some sort of connection. Did they just click immediately? No, Kirk. Yeah. They met at the ski resort on New Year's Eve, obviously, <laughs> during that karaoke competition where they just randomly pick people out of the audience and they're like, You're doing karaoke, let's go. Which that part's pretty realistic. You know, your friends like force you into karaoke at a party. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But I totally thought that that scene was from high school musical too, because oh, I just man. I saw that once and never again. I'm like, yeah, it's probably from that. No yeah. clue. No, this could be the start of something new. That's, <laughs> but um, it's, it's so good. It's so good, Kirk. So Kirk got to see that. It was beautiful to watch his big doe deer eyes light up and be like, what is it? like a whole new world? It was amazing. Um, if you didn't get a chance to check that out, here's an idea for you. Oh, the next time you're on Disney Plus and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna watch High School Musical because it's been a minute. Turn it on, then flip to YouTube. Search for our live stream. Just type in Popcorn for Breakfast High School Musical. Pop that on. Put a headphone in. You get commentary while you're watching the movie. It'll be a great time. We had a lot, a lot of fun with it. Next bit of housekeeping. I am a father again. Yay! Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Wrong one! <laughs> <laughs> 
in a row. You've gone rogue. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've gone completely rogue. <laughs> Crickets and everything. Oh, my gosh. This this is why you run the board. This right here. Hold on. If I reverse this. Ah. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you. Thank you for my applause. Wow. Uh, first you laughed at me, then you <laughs> made a creepy noise, and then crickets. That's that's how I get welcomed back from being a fly. Well, you know, that's actually a pretty accurate portrayal of like what happens when you have your second kid. That's right. First kid, there's like they're rolling out the red carpet. Boom, congratulations. Awesome job. This is so exciting. Second kid, great. Here's a here's a card. <laughs> right. Especially during a global pandemic. Right. That that did I'll admit. That did complicate things a, a t- tidbit, yeah. just a tiny bit. Um, no visitors in the hospital. No real, really like no visitors at home. Yeah. Just roughing it. <laughs> you yeah. know, just totally roughing it like the old days. How, like, are you, how are you doing right now? Honestly, good. Okay. You know, I, I, I'll be the first to say I was horrified. Of, I was horrified of baby number two. I don't do, I don't do well with any of that stuff. I, I, the uncertainty all of it. I can't handle it. I'm a planner. I'm a control freak. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why are we doing this? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, why are we having a second kid? This is chaos. Like first kid is perfect. Great. Didn't know how anything would go. This kid sleeps. This kid eats. That's, I mean, he just, he's a, he's a model baby. He doesn't really cry. He's not like a fussy kid. Wow. You know, he just like hangs out. He's like, what's up? That's really nice. And I am so thankful. I'm like, Elliot, thank you. I had two kids. Have <laughs> you had? Where'd they go, Kirk? Pretty sure they're upstairs Hello. right now. <laughs> and uh, neither of them did any of those wonderful things: sleep, eat. Um, I mean, it's early. Let's be honest. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna like count all my eggs before they hatch, but I will say that the amount of sleep that I thought I was gonna get last week was much, much, much less than the oh, sleep I actually I'm got. I'm so happy for you guys. So I'm, I'll take it. I'm feeling pretty fresh. Though last night he had his first like kind of rough night. And so mm. I'm like, listen, that's cool. You're entitled to that, right? Your baby, you can do whatever you want. But if you do it again, <laughs> so help me. I'm big on future grounding. I'll tell, I'll tell Marshall. Yes. You're grounded from your car for the first week that you get your car. Oh, that's a fun idea. Like have a certificate or a, or yeah. a booklet that says, oh, look, look on. Uh, like, yeah. On <laughs> April 21st, 2019, you did this. Yes. And then it's like, hey, son, happy birthday. Here's your new car. By the way, you can't drive it for three months. Here is the list of grievances we have against you. You like hand them the keys, but you know those things that like nurses have to like swipe their thing. It like snaps back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to your waist like, and be like, gotcha. Sorry about you. Yeah. You hand him his grounding certificate. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so now we have two two beautiful boys, Marshall and Elliot. Um, Marshall's happy to be a big brother. Mom is doing fantastic. Jackie was awesome. She is an absolute superhero, as all mothers are. Uh, childbirth is hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, so so props to her. But yeah, feeling good. Glad to be back though. Glad to be back on popcorn for breakfast. I missed it so much. Like I do anytime we take a break. We missed you too. I missed me. I missed you. I yes, missed us. You missed yourself. I did. Yeah, I know. It's it's hard. Um but the good thing about having a baby is well, I got some time off, right? Which means I got to watch so many things. Mm-hmm. Can I just I, I made a list because I was shocked at how much I was watching. L- let's see. Let me let me just pull that up here. So first of all, and it, I don't know that we've talked about this on the podcast, but you and I and our collective family 
are massive Survivor fans. Yes. We love the show. We love it. And this was like the season of all seasons. It was Winners at War, season 40. Everybody who was playing was a winner, and the finale happened last week. It was incredible. I loved it. It ended the exact way it should. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. But it ended exactly the way it should. So I watched that. I'm, I'm really happy for Survivor. Mm-hmm. I just have to say that. Because I skipped the last two seasons. Yeah. Which is the first time I've ever done that. Like, I've watched since season one. And I was getting burnt out. Like, I just felt like the show was kind of running out of things to offer me. Then they dropped this, like, haymaker of a season. And I'm totally... My love for the game is just totally reinvigorated. It was good. I, I also felt that we've we've watched uh, every season since we've been married. I watched a lot when I was a kid, and this one, when it got down to like the final five and those final fights, I was jumping on my feet by yes. myself. Yes, I was che- like it was a sporting game. One hundred percent. And I'm not like a big sports guy, but I was on my feet, jumping up and down, kicking the air like a big in. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. No, there were so many travel councils where I was like. Oh my, like losing my mind, throwing stuff across the room, yes. like trying not to wake up the kids, like crazy, crazy, but definitely watched Survivor, loved it, absolutely loved it. Uh, of course, watched The Last Dance, which is the Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, it right. wrapped up Sunday night. I just finished it right before I came over here. Whew, it's so good. I mean, I like, I, again, I'm a, I'm a huge sports guy, so I don't know if it's just like, my sports bias, I feel like it's one of the best documentary series I've ever seen. Wow. It was so, so good. Highly recommend it. You can stream it on demand um, on ESPN if you have like a cable subscription or something. Then I watched Dead to Me Season 2. Haven't finished it yet. I've got two episodes left. I'm mm-hmm. sure that'll make an appearance later on in the show when we're talking about more streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. I started The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Loving that oh, so far. Congratulations. I'm halfway into Season 2. I'm really digging it. Um, as a, as a huge, um, ASP, that's Amy Sherman Palladino Mm -hmm. fan, um, which I shouldn't, I guess I shouldn't say that I watched Gilmore Girls like 20 times. So I feel like I'm a huge fan, but I didn't watch like Bunheads or any of her other stuff until now. Oh, I didn't know she had anything else. She did. Um, but I love Gilmore Girls so hard that (laughs) I feel like I can call myself an Amy Sherman, an ASP fan, Stan, whatever you want. Um, so digging that. I watched Taxi Driver. Yes, just, you did. I just dug into some classics, man. Taxi Driver. I watched 12 Angry Men, which is maybe my wife has been wanting to see for a long time. Henry Fonda just killing it, killing the game. Classic. And then I watched The Silence of the Lambs, which was incredible. I had never seen it. I've I, never seen it all the way through. Really? Mm-hmm. This So this is what I'm finding is like as we dig into more stuff like and I see references to things, I'm like, Oh, I've seen that reference, but I haven't seen that. So, like, whenever we were watching, um, whenever Joker came out, there mm-hmm. were so many, like, oh, this pays homage to King of Comedy or Taxi Driver or Raging Bull or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, I've seen, like, two or three two or three of those, but not all of them. And so whenever those things are happening, I'm making note and then swinging back to go hit it. So um, The Silence of the Lambs is one that's always sort of intrigued me because I love um, – no Country for Old Men. Yes. I think it's one of the greatest. Um, I, I think it might be the greatest best picture winner of our lifetime, wow. personally. Uh, at least a, a, of the ones that I've seen, I think it might be the best. And The Silence of the Lambs was the first real horror movie. And I consider No Country for Old Men to be a horror film. For I sure. mean, it's a suspense thriller or whatever. Um, and so I had to go back and watch Silence of the Lambs because I was like, I got to see what got this whole thing started. And then today I watched La La Land on my couch and cried. 
while I worked. <laughs> 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 just like, like that movie, man, it ruins me. I it's, don't know why. Just it's it's about dreams and yeah. it's about love and all these like and reality. Yeah, and it's like it's like all about um, Hollywood, like mm. classic Hollywood. And so I think I don't know, man. Just hit me, hit me right in my core, and I couldn't take it. So. That's beautiful. Yep. What about you? Did you get? I mean, I know you didn't have like an extended period of time off work like I did, so right. I'm, like I'm not rubbing it in your face, but shut up. Just wondering. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. Um, just wondering if you had any any chance to watch anything new. Well, as I'm a night owl, I watch everything every night. I I continue to try to make sure that I fill my brain with anything but reality because mm. I love to escape. Yes. Um, I love my family, but man, do I love the movies and the TV shows. Yeah, sure. So, um, I watched uh, Defending Jacob on Apple TV Plus. Okay, so what episode are they on now? I'm on the current one, episode six. There are two left. Okay. Okay. Yes. So it's getting better. It's getting get, worse. It's get, it's it's good. It's getting. It's getting. It's just going. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, you know, it's happening. You will see. It if keeps it makes you coming list. back. So that's good. I mean, Chris Evans and Michelle Dockery and uh, Jaleel, Jalen, whatever his name is, uh, Jaden, that Jayden one. Tell yeah. One, you know, J's and L's. And, yeah, yeah, he's fantastic, though. I know. All three of those are are worth are he's making. Gonna it worth be a watching. star. He really is. Mm-hmm. He's going to be. I like, think he already is actually the next Leo. Like this is him and oh. his. In his Whoa. <laughs> hold on, it. hold on now. Watch out. Bold prediction. It's gonna be. Kirk says Jaden Martell is the next Leo. Let's earmark that. On episode two thousand of Popcorn <laughs> for Breakfast. You're like, well, I told you. Hello, Jaden. <laughs> We're here on an exclusive listen with you. <laughs> when he wins his first Oscar after being snubbed for years and years and years. He'll say, You know what? Popcorn for breakfast believed in me. <laughs> and, we right. and, and we do. And then we do. Um, I also watched Survivor, of course. Um, I watched Middle Ditch and Schwartz, which is... Oh, yeah, I watched that, too. I should have named that. Fantastic improv comedy. There's only three episodes. I pray that there are more episodes already recorded. There have to be, right? And I want them to drop them, because, man, I was rolling. I was rolling. It's so funny and so creative. Uh, Obviously, watched High School Musical. I watched Amazon Prime film called Blow the Man Down. That was pretty neat. And did I say... Oh yeah, and of course my my favorite uh, that I've been on this uh, uh, rampage, this uh, obsessive uh, kind of stretch to get to watch all of the Bond films before November. Oh wow, which is very attainable in May, right? I mean, I think so. What there's twenty four. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That explains the nonsense at the beginning of the episode, then, right? Just a little bit, yeah. Like we did that for no reason, and then we're like, oh yeah, by the way, Kirk's watching James Bond. All of them. All so. Of them. How, sorry, how far are you? Okay, so I've watched five. So I've watched, and I'm watching them in release order. So okay, I've, I've sure. I've watched Dr. No, From Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, and You Only Live Twice. I've seen the first three of those five that you mentioned. Okay. And I don't remember particularly liking most of them. You got to rewatch them. You got to rewatch them. I Be- just feel like Dr. No was rough. It is rough. It really is. I, I found myself liking them so much more because as a kid, they're super boring because it's mostly talking. There's a, there's right. actually minimal action in these because it's very, um, it's very 1960s spy stuff. Sure. But when you're an adult or you pretend to be one like us, then you, you really have a, a love for it. Uh, my favorite out of all of those, uh, most people would probably say Goldfinger, but man, I really, really love from Russia with love. Yeah. I do remember liking that film. Um, that's, that's one of the older bond films that actually like sticks out in my mind mm-hmm. and is memorable to me. The rest kind of like muddy together in my head a little bit. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's quite an endeavor, Kirk. It is. I think it's going to be a good one. So we're, you're on. I'm going into number six, which is considered the worst, one of the top like three worst Bond films on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is the only film to have a one a single one-off Bond actor, Mr. George Lazenby. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes, or Great. sir. I don't know if he was knighted. Probably. So not. the ones you saw before were Connery. All Connery. Yeah, gotcha. Now he's got two more. He's got Wait, two more. Wait, he comes back? Yes. Yeah, so it's crazy. So there's there's uh, so there's George Lazenby, then there's Connery, then there's Roger Moore, then there's a non what's called Eon Productions mm-hmm. Bond film. So I'll I still have to see Never Say Never Again and Diamonds what Are Forever. What happened there? Crazy stuff. Him and uh, Connery and the producers uh, got mad at each other. Oh my gosh! It's a whole thing. Wow. <laughs> well, you have to report back. As you uh, as you make progress on that goal, yeah. man, I'm pretty excited so far. I'm loving it. If you if you like James Bond, talk to me. Talk to me about it. Carpe DM me if you guys want to watch it too. I doubt we'll do a YouTube streaming live, but I'm, maybe maybe one of the maybe Daniel Craig ones or Pierce Brosnan ones. Dude, I'd be all down for a Casino Royale live stream. It'd be fun. I love I love 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 that movie. I wish, man, I wish, like, I love the new Bond. I love Daniel Craig's Bond. Yeah. I'm totally a fair weather, like, bandwagon Bond <laughs> fan. Like, I, 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 I have seen old ones. Like, I've seen some of the Brosnan ones. I think I've seen all the Brosnan ones. I've seen a couple Connerys, a couple Roger Moores. I mean, like, I've seen a few of them. But I only really like, like, the new ones. And yeah. only, only really Casino Royale and Skyfall and kind of Spectre. Because, like... Spectre was just all right for me. It was it was nothing nothing spectacular about that movie. Quantum of Solace I hated. Yes. Um, but man, just imagine like this would be one of the better action series of all time, the Daniel Craig Bond movies, if it had if it was consistently good throughout. Right, right, right. It's such a shame. What I love seeing about this is because how they've uh, when with the introduction of Spectre, where they tried to bring the evil villain Doctor Blofield uh, back. Um, that's what all the setup for these first five films are is Spectre. So like knowing what, what they've made now and knowing what they've made then is like, Oh, this is great. It's like connecting all the pieces. I got to say Connery and Craig are, uh, neck and neck for my favorite. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Wow. Um, but you know, they could like, they could age of Ultron us with this next movie, but, and like, like, because this is so closely tied to Spectre, they're they're almost like sister films in a way because like you have the carryover of the Christoph Waltz character mm-hmm. into this movie, and that sort of like it's the final like they're fine like tying up the timeline. It could make Spectre better if this movie is like incredible and relies heavily on those Spectre ties and mm-hmm. like pulls that through pulls some of those through lines into this movie that were maybe like a little underdeveloped, they can make the, the movie better. I hope so, because really Spectre is forgettable. I really don't remember so what happens in it. Yeah, I watched it on TV the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, it felt like a dream. I was like, oh, yeah, I rem- I vaguely remember this movie. And, right. Yeah, so I can't wait for the new one. I wish we had it right now. Me too. I'm so sad. I'm so, so sad. But alas. We can do nothing about it. That's right. So... As I said in the open, we're doing a streaming special. We are going to, in, in lieu of a movie review, we are going to give our recommendations on what to stream. Because the question that you and I get asked constantly from everyone that we know and talk to is, what should I watch next? I'm in a show hole. What should I watch? What, what are your picks? Etc. So we thought lots of people are streaming because you can't go to the movie theater. 
And you're probably getting tired of the movies you have in your uh, Movies Anywhere collection. Mm -hmm. So people are looking for new things to watch. They're trying to spice it up, you know, find something good. So we are going to give our recos. And you can take them or leave them. How about that? We'll just give you the films and, and television shows that we think are the best to stream. And then we'll go from there. So we'll do that at the end of the show. First, we're going to do what's popping. So pop it up, Kirk. Yes, sir. There is news. That's there, crazy. There, yes, Kirk. The you know the sun comes up and the world keeps spinning. It's just the way that you know Corona <laughs> coronavirus is is here, but you know things keep happening. It, it we went with so so many weeks without any movie news that I just I kind of don't believe you, but I know you're going to hit me with something. Well, and, who knows, Kirk? And you haven't told me any of these that you're about. <laughs> no, to no. Reveal. I like to spring it on you. Yeah. See, this is this goes back to me being a control freak. I like to. Uh, I like to have be in the power position. Yeah. And then you can just react to what I'm throwing at you because you're good at reacting. Kind of like when I give, this is your time for the power because when I create games, I rarely tell you what yes. they're about. I just it's tell horrifying. you, here's the name of the game we're going to play today. Yeah. One See time we had a game, we, <laughs> this is, <laughs> we're, we're, we're breaking the fourth wall. We're going behind the scenes here. One time you sprung a game on me and I performed so terribly at this game <laughs> that i got angry and i was like no we're not airing that game and it's it's somewhere in the archives well <laughs> maybe like episode 100 will bust that clip out of me getting angry and quitting the game but <laughs> that's uh other than that i've done pretty well but it does scare me every time yes. every time you're like i have a game i'm like oh my lord what is this gonna what's be? he gonna do to me <laughs> yeah it's terrifying it's terrifying but uh you know what now's my turn for what's popping Okay, there is there are some rumblings, Kirk. Some rumblings. Is that, is that a rumble? That sounds like a helicopter or a machine gun. Rumblings more like no, that's like, like a, a dinosaur. Foot. <laughs> that's like a wave. Yeah, I don't know how to do. What it. would rumbling sound like? I don't know how to make a rumbling sound. We need like a. Sound that's like a rocket ship. I, I can't do it. I can't. Wait, no, we need a rumbling sound effect. Okay, uh, let me write. Let me write that down real quick. Rumbling sound effect. Sound effect. To do list. Wow, that was. <laughs> anyway, there are rumblings, Kirk. Whether you can hear them or not, there are rumblings that do not sound like a helicopter, but they are here, and they're saying there's a DC-related announcement coming tomorrow. Tomorrow, as tomorrow. in tomorrow, as in day. Oh, oh, as in today, the date of the show airing. Woo. Wednesday, May 20th, 2020. Oh, snap. There is an announcement coming, and there is some speculation that one of two things, or both, will be announced. Okay. First possibility, the Snyder Cut <gasps> will be available on HBO Max at launch. Because, you know, HBO is owned by Time Warner, or however that goes. The AT&T, Time Warner, I, I don't know. It's, it's a crazy media conglomerate. <laughs> money, money. Grizzle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're all they're all in the same family. And so everything that's on the the stupid DC Universe platform that is the thing for some reason will be on HBO Max. And so a lot of those DC movies are coming to HBO Max. Okay, remind me. If I have HBO Go, will I also get HBO Max for free? It will it's the same thing. Okay. So I think you would have to cancel one and sign up for the other. Oh gosh. 
Well, you'll help me through that. <laughs> I think that's how it will work. Cause like I have, so th- that's my understanding is like right now I have an HBO subscription through prime video channels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I expect that I will have to cancel that mm-hmm. and then get HBO max and pay straight up. But then you'll get everything still like everything. Yeah. That everything that getting. I still have, okay. I, I should still have be able to, as I understand it, I mm-hmm. should have access to all things HBO, including watching live yep. and watching older stuff. That is crazy. So they think that uh, they think that on top of, do they think it's both? Is that the thing? Do they think it's both the Snyder Cut and all the DC stuff is coming? No, no, no. So the other possibility is something completely different. Oh, so okay. First option, people think it might be the Snyder Cut. They That'd think f- they might release the Snyder Cut on HBO Max at launch, which, Whoa. reminder, is May 27th, which, reminder, is a week from tomorrow. Wow. So in one week, or is a week from today, date of today. publish, <laughs> my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so May 27th, we could have the Snyder Cut, is what people are saying, which would be incredible. Only incredible. So it would be duly incredible. Oh, well, number one, if it's great... That would be fantastic. It would be redeeming. Yes. If it's terrible, like worse than the the theatrical release, that will also be incredible can to it, say. Can it be worse? Uh, you know it can. Can it, though? <laughs> it can, can it be worse? What if they give us, what if the Snyder Cut, they left in um, Henry Cavill's mustache? I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the CGI. I can't even. I can't even talk about it. It's <laughs> it's an embarrassment to the industry. But here's the thing: Zack Snyder is a great director. I'm I'm not going to deny that at all. I don't agree with all of the decisions that he's made helming the DC stuff, but he's a great director, and I do believe that, you know, his director's cut has potential to be better than whatever came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Grant, but like that said. Is it going to fix the set design issues? Is it going to fix the CGI? Like, I find that hard to believe. If it helps the story, because the story was weak. Yeah, it was. If it helps the story, then even just marginally, then it's better. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I really, I really, like we've always talked about, we're, we're rooting for DC. We want them to do well. But if it, if it bombs again, then that'll also be fun to talk and about. And Zack Snyder wants it to come out. He does. So I mean, if I'm if I'm a Warner exec, I'm like we got nothing to lose here. It's a win-win. People are asking for it. Mm-hmm. If people ask hard enough, we've seen this, they get it. Sonic. If there's money to be made, yeah. If there's money to be made from people asking, like people will get it. And if Zack Snyder's in favor of it, Warner pretty much has nothing to lose. So then, do you think there's even a possibility of all the DC stuff coming over? Would that be? Would that be cool? Would that, like, is that possible? Oh, it is. It is happening. That that's that's done deal. Yes. So like Doom Patrol and all the new shows, Titans and all that stuff will be on HBO Max. And like all the old stuff, like the OG Superman. No, I don't know about that. I don't. I don't know about the animated stuff. I don't. See, that would be pretty cool. I need to look into it. I should know more, but I don't. I like HBO Max came out of nowhere, and so I feel like I know so little about like what's actually in the catalog. Um, but I do know that the DC universe stuff is, is coming over. That's some beautiful news. Yeah. Um, so the other possibility for this announcement, people oh are gosh. speculating that it could be man of steel two with Henry Cavill reprising his role as Clark Kent. Whoa. So my question to you, Kirk is what's best case scenario for you? Option one or option two? Now, it could be both, but I'm not giving you that choice. If you had to pick one, oh. would you rather have the Snyder Cut be announced 
or would you rather have Man of Steel 2 announced? <clears throat> that is too hard. On the spot, man. I know. It's tough. Because I know you're a big Henry Cavill guy. And I think, you know, Man of Steel is a polarizing film. But if I remember correctly, you had higher opinions of that film than some people on the other side of that. I do. Yeah, I really like that film. I've, I've always been a big fan of Superman. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, sure. Some people are mad about Superman because he's like, oh, he has every power. Should... That's me. I'm that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I sound like that. I'm like, well, he, <laughs> he has laser vision and his only weakness is kryptonite. It's like how many pieces of rock are floating around that could defeat him? Not many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'll, I'll own that. Hand up. Yeah, uh, I think I think because I would love to see him get a second shot at it, I would I would pick Man of Steel too. Okay, I really would. I, I'd pick Snyder Cut. I just I'm so curious. I don't know that you can fix it enough because of that final CGI scene. I know, dude. It's atrocious. Um, that's like their that's like their calling card. It is. It's the big hideous CGI fight at the end of the movie that makes you want to vomit because it looks so terrible. Yeah, and at least with Man of Steel, it was Zod, so you had a human. Yeah. You, you were using CGI for two humans. Right. Not CGI for six superhumans slash aliens and one giant dragon monster. Like, right. No. Like, sorry. Yeah. I'm going Man of Steel 2. You're going Man of Steel 2? Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. I mean... I do think that Henry Cavill hasn't really gotten a chance to show us what he's got in terms of, I mean, Clark Kent is a more interesting character than what we've seen in man of steel and what we certainly, what we saw in Batman versus Superman and the justice league. Yes. So there's just like, there's some untapped potential that you hope will come to fruition, but like this would be his fourth appearance as that character. Fifth, if you count, uh, Shazam, his, his cameo <laughs> where it's not his head, it's just his body. His body. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I got to go Snyder Cut. I have to. Uh, it's just the curiosity's just too much. And I just want to see the internet explode. <laughs> I just want to see Twitter like freak out over it because it would be so funny. We shall see tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Or today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will be outdated as soon as it airs. So there you go. Um, but we'll keep you posted. Just check out social media. if you If you haven't seen the news yet and you're like, I wonder what ended up happening. Check in social media around like, let's say 6 p.m. to be safe tomorrow. They probably will have announced it by then, and we'll we'll try to have something posted. Sweet. Um, all right, next bit of news. There's a new, um, I guess you could call it a study <laughs> that came out. Um, they do this every couple of years where they analyze which films have the most obscenities. Oh, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> Are you going to uh, give me like options? No, I'm not. No, I'm well. just going to list them for you. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> I mean, I could ask you what you think would be number one on the list. So they, they yeah. do this every once in a while. I mean, if you name any of these top five, I'll be I'll be uh, pretty proud. Okay, what are, my, what are my years that these were released? It, it runs the gamut. Forever, okay. So we're looking at the most profanities per like, yeah, and second. Yeah, they, and they define it as swears, and it's total swears in the movie. Okay. Let's see. Um, well, definitely Scarface is up there. No, not top five. Whoa. Yeah, not top five. Uh, I will say that the majority of the movies are more recent. The Departed. No. What? Yes, no. But there is another uh, Scorsese film. Uh, Irishman. No. No, that one doesn't have that much. Oh, I just had more time, more runtime. All right, I fail. Give me, give me, give me well, more Well, Casino hints. was the... Scorsese one. Casino. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Six, okay. 606 swears, which lands it in uh, third place wow. on the list. Number one with 715 swears. Any final guesses? 
Also, is this Scorsese as well? The Wolf of Wall Street? It is. Yeah, it yes, is. It yeah. is. I like never think of that one as being a Scorsese project because it's, so it's just different. so different from everything else he's done. But then as soon as I saw the name, I was like, wait, that's Scorsese as well. Wow. 715 swears. In second place with 646 swears, Uncut Gems. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> makes sense. If you've seen that movie, you're like, wow, I'm surprised it's not number one. He is uh, mid-90s up there. That's a movie I, I watched recently. No, that's, it's not. That's got a lot. Does it? <laughs> um, then we know Casino's in third. Fourth place is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which is the <laughs> sequel to Jay and Silent Bob. Um, and then uh, Fury, which is a movie you and I are very high on. Yes. Very surprised to see it high on this list. And one film I'm shocked was not in the top five is End of Watch. You ever seen End oh, of Watch? I love End of Watch. It's a fantastic Got movie. Got Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's good. Uh, and that movie has just a ridiculous amount of swears, so I'm shocked that it's not on I, the top five. I would like to be um, hired, uh, the two of us, to watch and count because th <laughs> these can't be accurate. Yeah. They can't be. I mean, I don't know, man. There's people getting paid to do this stuff. So. Uh, well, let's pay us. Or maybe they just like, I don't know, like, I don't know very much about the process you have to go through to get your movie rated by the NPAA, but do you, I'm, I assume you have to provide a screenplay, right? Probably. Because I can't imagine they just like have somebody watch it and they're like, eh, R, <laughs> you know, like there's probably a much more sophisticated process that goes down than just no, that. No, no, no. That's all that they need. <laughs> NC-17. <laughs> it's just some 60-year-old guy in the basement of a Waffle House like watching movies. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I assume they just scan the, I don't know. Also, what defines a swear? I, I, I we need more digging. We need more digging. We'll report back to you on next. Because like, is a racial slur a swear? Should be absolutely, right? absolutely. Because you would rate a movie R if it had a bunch of racial slurs. Mm -hmm. In which case, I'm surprised that like Django Unchained mm -hmm. isn't on this list. Any Tarantino films? Oh yeah, that sure. Aren't in that top five? Like what? Yeah, I don't know. More more digging. Okay, you're you're under protest right now. With, I am. <laughs> with this list, which is fine. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> All right. The Mandalorian, more Mandalorian news. A okay. few weeks back, we were talking Rosario Dawson, which we're very, very excited about. More casting news. Okay. You already know about this. Okay. Timura um, Morrison has been cast as Boba Fett. Whoop, whoop. And just recently, I think within the last 24 hours or so, it was announced that Timothy Oliphant has been cast as uh, Cobb Vanth, a character named Cobb Vanth. <laughs> not a fan of his. I'm not. I really liked him in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though. That's the only thing I've liked him in. He was very good. I didn't watch Justified. That's where everybody likes him from. That is, is Justified. Man, I don't. I can't bring myself to watch that. It's it's again the defiance uh, disorder. So yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, so what's interesting is, I almost kind of wish I didn't know about this casting news. Like it's it's almost like. I'm already trying trying to build the plot of this season in my head, and it's kind of a curse. So it's starting to come into focus a little bit more, though, with the Timothy Oliphant casting because he's been cast as a character named Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth is like the mayor of this settlement on Tatooine called Freetown. Okay. And he walks around wearing Boba Fett's armor. So when Boba Fett was eaten by the Sarlacc... When he fell in a Sarlacc pit in, what was that, Empire Strikes Back? 
uh, Return of the Return Jedi. Of Jedi. Sorry, That's I, how do I not know that? He gets eaten by the Sarlacc. Everybody leaves. That's history, right? Shortly after that, Cobb Vanth comes in there and raids Jabba's palace for all of its wares and finds Boba's armor outside of the Sarlacc pit because Boba escaped, presumably. Right, and he probably spit his armor out. Right. Right, okay. And so that's this guy walks around wearing Boba Fett's armor. Okay. So there's going to be some sort of plot here where Boba's like probably trying to get this guy so that he can get his armor back, don't you right. think? and how did he survive? The Sarlacc pit? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, Kirk, but it takes the Sarlacc a thousand years to digest. So oh. all all Boba had to do was crawl his way out of the giant beast's mouth. <laughs> oh, that's simple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know for sure. There, It's a giant monster, so who knows? But he's Boba Fett. Right. He figured it out. Did he, like, grab a lightsaber as he was falling in and then just, uh, like, carve his way out of the thing, like, underground? That'd be pretty sweet, too, to see. Did he find a lightsaber? <laughs> like, as he was being thrown, did he grab a lightsaber off of someone? You know, why oh, not? It could be. It could be. That's what I want. Or a blaster, you know. That would be cool. Boba Fett with a lightsaber? That's, oh, my gosh. Will they show us? Will they give us, like, a... Oh, this is a Lord of the Rings reference, and you're not going to get it, because you're... Sorry. Dang it, Kirk. <laughs> well, for everybody else who's actually like a normal human and has seen the Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Uh, are they going to give us a scene where like, where Gandalf like fights the Balrog, they like flashback and they're like, how did you survive? And he's like, well, I, f- a spoiler alert. Gandalf. Oh, I've, I've seen that part. <laughs> okay, I've seen okay. that part. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf's like, I fought the Balrog for seven days. You know, like that thing. Yeah. I want that. I want Boba Fett. I, I mean, I know they don't talk much Mandalorians, but I want him to be like, yeah, man, I survived the Sarlacc pit. Here's how I went down. Then they flash back. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would do that, but it would be sick. Or if he's like traumatized from it, <laughs> we just yeah. see flashbacks he's because horrified. of that. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting Boba Fett. We're getting Cobb Vanth. We're getting Ahsoka Tano in Mandalorian Season 2, man. It's heating up. That's wild. They're like, okay, we brought you Baby Yoda. Now let's just bring in 100 more people. Yeah, let's just bring in all your faves. How about that? Yeah. Um. So pretty exciting there. Last bit of movie news, last bit of what's popping, okay. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Hamill film. <gasps> Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton is coming to Disney Plus July 3rd. Oh my Which gosh. is, it was supposed to come in October or December or something like that. I think of 2021 October. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, this is a gift. Yeah. This is a total gift to save us from our depression and cabin fever and yes. i'm so thankful for it and let's i cannot wait just give it up for lin manuel yeah let's, let's just give it up I hamilton filmed live at the richard rogers theater i remember when they said that they were going to record it it was it was so up in the air there uh lin manuel's like yeah we're going to record it don't know what we're going to do with it but uh we're just going to have it and have it ready which was a brilliant thing genius. to do. Well, he's a genius, so it's not surprising. Right. This is what he does. He just makes good decisions one after the other. Oh, I just, I, I need to take the week off and after to uh, just really sit there and watch it over and over again. I oh, think. I, I imagine it will be on my rotation. Yeah. You know, because I, I mean, I've listened to the soundtrack countless times as you have. Uh-huh. We've both seen the show live. Yep. I mean, I, I, this is a dream come true. I mean, 
sometimes I will randomly, when I'm alone, uh, either in the car or at my desk at work, I will just start singing Alexander Hamilton, and I will do the voices of the original cast. Right. I'll break into David Diggs. Yeah. I'll break into all of them. It's 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 pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's wonderful. It actually. is different. Like no, no knock against seeing it live with the tour cast. I love it. Oh no, I, yeah. I will pay for it every time. But like. When you hear the songs in your head, it's the original cast. It's the mm-hmm. Broadway cast because that is the recording and that's what you're used to. That's what you've listened to thousands of times. Like, yes. So this is very exciting and I cannot wait. And this fills the, um, well, kind of fills the In the Heights shaped hole in my heart yes. that will be there until that film finally graces the box office. But Yeah, I felt immediate joy when I heard this news and now I'm feeling like peace, like this, everything's going to be yeah, okay. Everything, that's right. It's <laughs> giving you the warm fuzzies. You're yeah. like, Hey, there actually will be a world on the other side of this thing. <laughs> Hamilton proves it. Like, Oh, that's familiar. Oh, that's great. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that's all I got for what's popping. Pop it up. There, there was more news that happened, Kirk, but we don't have time for all that. We don't there. We're, we were running so low on time. We just got to move. Let's go. I mean, not, we're not actually. We could make this a four-hour episode if we wanted to, but I don't want to just sit here and spit movie news the whole time. 40, 40th episode, four hours. I think yeah. that's fitting. It's, it, I mean, Strap when, in you put everybody. It, <laughs> when you put it that way, I'm going to need a new chair. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about our streaming recommendations. That's right. So the way this is going to work is we are going to do a schoolyard pick of sorts with our streaming recommendations. Only this time, we're doing 10 picks each. That's right. 10 picks each. Had to get a drink. (laughs) I know, because you're getting ready to make 10 picks. But we're going to alternate back and forth, right? Neither of us have seen each other's list, just like Schoolyard Pick. Mm -hmm. And if I pick something that you want, if you pick something that I want, we have to pivot to another selection. Because we want to we want to really maximize the number of streaming recommendations that we're giving. We do. Okay. When you give your recommendation, just like Square Pick, give a little bit of color as to why, what you're recommending, what platform you can stream it on. Mm-hmm. That way, people can take that into consideration. Because well, that's all this is. It's just we're taking a um, you know, marketing term. You're evoked set or adding things to it. So the next time you have to make a decision, you go. Here are my selection criteria. Mm-hmm. Which one am I going to pick? Right. So while you're listening, you can go ahead and add those to your watch list. I don't, yeah, just add them up. Each of the platforms. And I have a little list. I mean, I, I don't know if everybody does this. I assume you do it. I have a little list on my phone in my notes of just like things I want to watch, movies I want to watch, where I can watch them, TV shows I want to watch. Oh, dude, there's this thing. I just got it. Pfft, this is perfect. This It's an app called Just Watch. Okay. And you can search literally whatever movie you're thinking of. Okay. Or like, you know, sometimes movie co- movies come to you. You're like, oh, I heard this movie's coming out. Yes. But I forget where it's streaming on. Go to your app store. It's called Just Watch. They're not paying us. I wish they were. But yeah, do they want to pay us? <laughs> do you, hey, Just Watch, do you want to pay us? Please pay us. Please. <laughs> and you just type in the movie that, you, that you're that you trying to see, stream it, and it'll tell you where it's available on. Amazing. Pretty sweet deal. Because I Google that. Actually, I'm, while I'm doing this, I'm going to search Mac, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I, this could have saved me some tears today because that's what I was going to watch before I decided on La La Land. Yeah. And 
yeah, I could have been saved by this. Yeah, and I tested it. I think there's like small ads in the bottom, but psh, who cares? Who cares? And there, there might be a premium version, but other than that, it's it's really great. It's very accurate too. I tested it against some like pretty new stuff, and it was. And then, can you add things to your list in there? Let me double check that. I haven't played with it in a day or two. If not, yes, you can. Know. There's a watch list. Boom! Look at that. Because the thing that I do all the time, and I'm sure this is happening to other people. They think of something and they're like, "Oh, I want to watch that." I do this all the time. Okay, but listen, here's what else. Here's what else you can do. You ready? Yes. You can choose your specific providers of what you subscribe to. Mmm. It's it's pretty brilliant. I can't believe I forgot to tell you about this. I apologize. Yeah. They so that way you're not, you know, getting teased with things that you can't see. Right. Right. It's. I love it. It's really great. I hope you guys uh, enjoy that. Just watch. But yeah, my thing that I do is that I always. I'm like, oh, I want to watch this. And then I forget about it. And then it's like, I finally have some free time. What am I going to watch? And I'm like, oh, there's so many things I want to watch. Then I can't think of them. You're paralyzed by so many decisions. And what's really terrible is if, especially if it's a series, all of a sudden it's like changing platforms. Oh, dude, I know. It's like, this expires tomorrow. You have four hours to watch 30 uh, 30 hours of this season. And then you have an aneurysm and you just pass out. (laughs) Your eyes roll in the back of your head. It's insane. Um, just watch sounds like it can save you from that. So that's a good one. Let's get into our streaming records. Let's go. Who should go first? You. Me. Yeah, you. Ooh. Boom. Okay. All right. I am going to start with a show that's on HBO and I'm going to try to limit the amount of HBO picks that I have even because I know not everybody has that platform but I love it so much. So, so many of my picks are from that, but, and I'm shocked that this is the top of my list, but it has to be Watchmen. Watchmen. It's Watchmen. You have to watch the show. You must, you must watch it. You must watch men. You must watch (laughs) men. Watchmen. That's what you must do. Um, here's the thing about this show. So a lot of people who read the graphic novel get ticked about this show because they retcon a few things and, Really not a, not a few things, but just a couple of things, and they're creating a sequel to what a lot of people feel is an untouchable masterpiece that should never be sequeled without the input from the original author. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Plus, the original author of Watchmen is a jerk who doesn't <laughs> want anybody touching his characters at all and just jealously hides them and won't let people sequel. But, well, I mean, I don't want to go too hard on that guy, but I won't even mention his name because of that. Anyway. <laughs> This show acts as a sequel to Watchmen, but you don't have to have any prior knowledge of Watchmen going into it. I think it would help, but this show tells the most... It's David Damon Lindelof, who was involved in the Lost series. Mm-hmm. And he's hit or miss. But this story that this show tells is so intricate, so intentional. Every little thing is carried forward. Nothing is wasted. And by the end... You get a finished product that you, A, do not see coming at all, and B, are just like, holy crap, that's the perfect ending. I I mean, I honestly couldn't believe it. At times, this show feels like a slow burn, and you're like, what is this? Is this a waste of my time? Things are getting weird. I don't even know what's going on. But by the end, you know everything that happened. Everything makes sense, and it's just a masterpiece. Like, legitimately, as soon as I got done, I was like, this is insane how good this is. So Watchmen is the top of my list. You must, must, must watch it. Well, that is a fantastic review and uh, a plug as well. It's, dude, it's insane. It's it's one of the best. 
And they were toying with the idea of season two, and this was the first time that I was ever can remember in my life being like, no, don't do <laughs> it. Don't ruin it. It's perfect. Like, leave it alone. Because it honestly, as is, self-contained brilliance. So it's it's amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to go to Prime for mine. This is something that I basically accidentally stumbled upon. Um it's a crime uh, series based on a, a book series. I'm going with Bosch. I knew it. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick Bosch. This is the top of my list, and I didn't expect it to be the top of my list. I'm looking at my li- I've got like 100 options in front of me, and I'm like, my eye keeps growing, going to Bosch. So this is about an LAPD homicide detective, and he is in just solving murders left and right, left and right. He's got an ex-wife, a teen daughter, and he is a baller. So he had he was also in like um, special ops in like the army, um, and did like all these crazy missions. But then when he retired, he came to LAPD, his home. He also sold his story, like the rights to his story, for to create a movie that we never see. So he has this baller house like at the top of la overseeing the entire city it's like this glass house it's a it's a mansion it's it's so fascinating and all this guy does is he wears like the same blue button-up shirt like jeff probst and listens to jazz music <laughs> while, while solving crime he's he's just such he's such an, an incredibly interesting character he's very mysterious and he's got a lot of heart and uh his partner um uh jamie hector i think his name plays detective edgar um amy aquino who was in um er is in this as Mm, well mm. uh and tweeted me (laughs) let's just drop that too (laughs) a while back but it's really really if you're looking for just really intelligent crime series with that's not like sorry like ncis or you know csi that we all fell in love with like this stuff has real creativity and really, really well structured storylines. Ooh, so sounds right up my alley, man. I know you've been pushing on me. It's the op- it's the what's it called? Uh, Oppositional defiance. That's right. It just keeps holding me back from watching it, but I need to check it out. It's six seasons. Each season's like eight to t- eight to twelve episodes or something like that. It's, uh, it's hour long episodes. Yes. Okay. They're good. Watchmen's hour long episodes too, and they feel every bit of an hour. So yeah, that's important to note whenever you're making streaming records because sometimes you only want a thirty minute. Yeah. My next pick is a 30-minuter. Don't do it. I'm picking Dead to Me. Okay, that's Dead fine. to Me. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting show, and this is one that I have to admit, after I watched the first season, I did not think it would be on my list. I, I, liked, the sh- I liked the show a lot after season one, but season two is what's really getting me, actually. I think it's, it's such a unique show mm-hmm. because tonally, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. Tonally, I didn't enunciate very well. Tonally? Meaning, it's a drama with good, heavy-hitting drama aspects, good, intricate storytelling from a drama perspective, but also, like, this hilarious, dark comedy that kind of, like, runs through the center of the show. Mm-hmm. And you would not think that those two things would balance out each other, but they actually do, and it works. Like, it's weird. Like, you almost feel like, in season one, as you're kind of getting used to it, you feel like, I don't think this works. But then as it goes on, you're like, no, no, it works. It's just like its own vibe. It's like totally different from anything else you've seen. And the show is far from perfect, but I actually find that the things that are imperfect about it are the things that I like about it. It just has a ton of character and a ton of heart. Um, I'm two episodes away from finishing season two. 
I started it two nights ago and I haven't really been able to stop except for I keep passing out and falling asleep after, <laughs> after like two episodes each night. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I just dig it. I would recommend it to anybody. It's on Netflix. Yes. And it stars Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. Um, Linda Cardellini is just like the best crier in the world. Like that's why they cast her in this show because she has to cry a lot and she's like cash money with it. So <laughs> it's very, very good. Linda Cardellini has been, has somehow weaved her way into every major franchise over the past 40 years. I know, man. It's quite a renaissance. Bravo to her. Bravo. Movies, television series, networks, platforms. She, I'll never forget if you've watched Freaks and Geeks. I hope you have. Oh, yeah. There's this, there's one of the 18 episodes where she thinks uh, she gets um, uh, inebriated and she believes that she is her reality is the reality of a dog's dream and she's worried that if the dog wakes up (laughs) that her entire life will disappear (laughs) it's one of the greatest moments of television i've ever seen so yeah dead to me season one is a home run i have finished season two i won't tell you all my thoughts on it because i just want to see where where you land on it um, all together. Do you think I won't those, like it? With those final two episodes. Let's see. And, you know. Uh, Did you not like it? I have I, to know. I, I'm not telling you. I have to know. Tell me. I cannot tell you. All I got to say is James Marsden continues to not get the girl. You Dude, know? James <laughs> Marsden. Okay. That's the other thing about the show. James <laughs> Marsden in season two plays the twin of himself from season one. And it is hilarious. <laughs> it's so perfect. Uh, uh, it's been killing me this whole season. It's yep. so funny. Yep. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk maybe next week when you're done with it. Dude, I'm finishing it tonight. 100%. We'll talk tonight. <laughs> All right. Your second pick. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go with another Prime show. You're big on the Prime. I am big on the Prime. I dig it. They do, they do some good stuff. I'm stealing this before you can steal it because it's mine. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, <laughs> yowch. That was on my list. Rachel Brosnahan it, this this role was made for her. These are the types of shows and movies that that when they come out, even if you don't think they were built for it, even if they just wrote the character and they just get the casting so right on every single slot, that's what this show is. I had I knew a bunch of people who watched this um, and watched like season one and half of season two, and I was like, nah, I don't know. And I was in a show hole. And I said, fine, I'm going to watch season one. I have no idea what this is about. It's it's a female comedian. Sounds fun. It's in the 1950s. Cool era. Um, and then I was hooked immediately. I watched all of it. And I, I just I just pray on the next season uh, because it's it's in limbo right now, right. season four. Um, my wife was um, didn't really have an interest in it. Same thing. Heard some good recommendations from it. She's like, okay, I'm in. And she watched all three seasons within one week's time during the quarantine. So yeah. it's it's such a special show. And Rachel Brosnahan kills it. And um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of all their names. Um, blah. I mean, Tony Shalhoub's in Thank it. you. That's who I was going for. Tony Shalhoub absolute mastermind of comedy uh just destroys it as well so please please watch this it's on prime yeah i I will say my one warning about this show is that i feel like you almost have to have some prior asp experience okay so i don't you don't okay i was i will say i was a um i did not i did not like the gilmore how (laughs) dare you you kiss your mother with that <laughs> mouth. I I do. I do. Uh, I am ashamed. I am ashamed faced. Um, yeah, I, I just I've tried to watch it and maybe it's because I didn't watch it 
in that era that it didn't solidify me as as wanting to go back but i can i can appreciate it because that extremely fast talking just extreme overload of information is what this is what the show yes. is too but organized overload of information yeah it's like one step back from Oh uh, man, all the all the names are falling out of my head. The guy from the West Wing, Aaron Sorkin. Yes, it's like a step below that. Mm-hmm. It's not like literally inundating you and smashing you over the head with words, right. but it's close. And this, what's really interesting about Mrs. Maisel, it's like it's like Amy Sherman Palladino made Gilmore Girls, made Bunheads, made her other stuff, then came to Prime, got a huge budget. And then watched every single Wes Anderson movie in a 24-hour span <laughs> and then made this show because there are some like heavy, heavy Wes Anderson elements going on and I totally love it. From the color palettes to... Yeah. There was a scene in the episode I watched just yesterday where there's they've made it to... They're in the Catskills yes. um, on vacation and they're getting into their vacation home and everybody's talking over each other doing different things and you just see the outside of the house and people milling about and I was yes. like, dude, that's Wes Anderson and it's, it was cash. It's so technically perfect because even when they're not even saying anything of substance, they're doing something mechanically yes. um, that's that's so, it, it's just so intriguing to watch where you're just like, wow, how are they doing this? It's mesmerizing. So absolutely, there's so many different angles to the show. It's, it's great. Good pick. Sad that I couldn't pick it. Um, for my third pick... I'm going with another Prime show, Fleabag, from uh-huh. Miss Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, season one of this show is undoubtedly unlike anything you've ever seen. Um, it's fourth wall breaking, raw comedy with heavy, heavy dramatic elements. But just, it's like one big, it's like every episode is a non sequitur that like, is kind of related to each other. They're all like kind of touching each other, but each one is like its own show within an episode. Uh-huh. Um, it's a breeze to watch because every sh- every episode is 30 minutes and there's only like 8 to 12 in the first season or something like that. And season two is a masterpiece, top to bottom, all the way through, every step. It's just insane. Writing, directing, acting, just spot on. Um, so Fleabag, I'll leave it at that. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is incredible. Powerhouse. And just dropped her the recording of her one woman show of yes. Fleabag too, right? Yes, so, that's right. Crazy, crazy good. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, you know what? I think I'll go to Netflix now. Good choice. I think this is on Netflix. Uh, I better cross check myself here on my app. Just watch this. This next show is from my main man, love him to death, friend of the pop, Richard Madden. Yes. Uh, this is called Bodyguard. It is on Netflix, The Bodyguard. Thank goodness. The Bodyguard, yeah. Or is it The Bodyguard, or is that uh, the movie with Whitney Houston? That definitely has Whitney Houston. <laughs> um, I'm going to cross-check this because I watched this a while ago, but still still relevant. It's just Bodyguard. No the, no article, just Bodyguard. All right. This is a, is a quick um, limited series. It's only six episodes, one hour per season. Um, it's set in Ireland. Again, we have this this uh, decorated officer who's now doing running private security for, for whoever that requests him, uh, which is Richard Madden. And non-stop action, non-stop political um, uh, kind of uh, psychological warfare. It's, Ooh, it's like so fascinating. <laughs> so, like, if you like Irish accents, and, I do. And if you like um, the Manchurian Candidate, yes. And if you like, um, 
Uh, Richard Madden. Richard Madden. <laughs> Tell me more, Kirk. <laughs> These are the things that you need to you need to just stop what you're doing, drop, and roll into bed and watch Bodyguard. All right. No the. Love it. That was your third pick. It was. My fourth pick. I'm picking this one so that you cannot have it. No. And this is another one I did not think was going to be on my list, but I'm going with Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, which is on Amazon Prime starring John Krasinski. This show is awesome. Um, It's it's definitely flawed. Uh, It's not perfect. The acting isn't always on. Uh, you know, we, we you could pick it apart if you wanted to, I think, for sure. Um, but I would heavily advise against that and just enjoy it for the pure fun that it is. It's just super fun. It's really well designed. I'm probably being a little too harsh on it, but I'm just saying, like, it's not, like, the world's most perfect show, but it is so, so entertaining. I loved season two, and I cannot wait for season three. Season one was excellent. Um, but season two just showed how long they're going to be able to keep this going. Cause I was, I was curious, like what would the follow up be to season one? Um, and, and where would they go and can they make it bigger? And, and, and they did, they expanded the whole Jack Ryan world. They got the rest of the CIA involved, you know, different locations. It, it was really cool. Um, I loved it. It's action packed for sure. And definitely has a lot of that. Like if you like the, you know, like the, the stuff you were talking about, like psychological warfare, political strategy type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll dig it. It's, yeah. it's a good mix. That makes me think of, um, th- now we're talking about spies and espionage. Yeah. What if they're going to do a James Bond television series? I can't talk. Oh. Wouldn't that be neat? They could. Don't you think that could like really take off? Yeah, but I, I don't know. Would people be opposed to that? Mm, maybe. maybe. Just because it's a way different medium than we've ever seen Bond before? It is, but Bond always adapts. He adapts in every surrounding. It's true. It's true. It, I mean, I would love it. And because the daughter, um, Barbara Broccoli, is now you know the head of the, the Bond empire. Right. And so I think that this could, that would be really neat. That would be neat. That's our recommendation uh, to the Broccoli's. We would appreciate if we could get some revenue yeah. off that as well. Yeah, we'll just copyright that idea. Intellectual property, you heard it here first. So if they do that, we'll play this in court. Definitely sure that we were the first people to ever come up with this idea. That's it. I have no reason to believe otherwise, so we are entitled to any funds that come from it. Uh, 90% of the funds. At least 90. Yeah. I mean, we'd take 95, but we're not going to be greedy. <laughs> Is this my fourth pick? Your fourth pick. Ooh. It's getting harder. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with another Netflixer. This is um, something I talked uh, a big fan of previously, called Unbelievable. Oh man, I've been wanting to watch this. Ooh, it is it is such a doozy. You've got your up and coming uh, girl, uh, Caitlin Dever. You've got your your Tony Collette. You've got um, uh, Merritt Weaver and so many other people. This so many other peeper peeper <laughs> so many other peepers. <laughs> you said Kaylin Deaver, Merritt Weaver, and other peeper. <laughs> oh man! No, I'm following. You know, it's when when you have three weeks off. <laughs> Your from, brain just jello. Um, it really is. Th- this is this is all about um, um, an assault that happens uh, to a girl, and there's doubt surrounding it, and there's 
all these other pieces that they're trying to connect to it. It's it's a mystery and it's powerful. Is it heavy? It's heavy. Well, it is. See, that's why I haven't watched it yet because I had a feeling it was heavy. It's very heavy. Um, but there are some light moments because Merritt Weaver is an has an excellent comedic bone in her. Yes, and so does Tony Collette, Obvi. So big big uh, five stars for unbelievable short limited series. All right. That's definitely one I want to check out, so I'm adding that to my list as we speak, just to make sure I don't forget it. Man, I'm going to end up with a lot of HBO. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to anyone who doesn't have HBO. This, is, this should just be my recommendation to you is to get HBO. Yes. Because it's awesome. Um, which takes me to my next recommendation, which is Barry. Barry. Yes. Um, Bill Hader. What can I say about Bill Hader? The dude is masterful. He... I honestly questioned how he would do in this show. So the premise of the show is Bill Hader is an ex-military person who, upon returning home, becomes a hitman, a gun for hire, um, and is performing illegal hits for large sums of money. He has to do a hit in L.A. and stumbles upon an acting class and falls in love with acting. And so now he's like trying to leave the life behind <laughs> of being a hitman so that he can be an actor and it is hilarious. It is violent. It is dark, really dark at times. It's it, it again is like this crazy melting pot of all these different things, but man, this show will make you laugh so hard. It'll make your heart pound out of your chest at times. Um, there's this character named Noho Hank who's in the Chechen mafia. Who's one of the funniest characters in the history <laughs> of television. It kills me every time. Um, Bill Hader is incredible. Also, he flexes his directing muscles in this show okay. on a couple of episodes. And without fail, every time there's an episode that I'm like, that was amazing at the end, directed by Bill Hader. So oh. I think it just shows there's a lot of good things coming from him. This show is always the top of my recommendation list um, when people tell me they have HBO. And if you're squeamish, Try to get through it anyway because it's worth it. I mean, if you don't like the violence, just try to like look through your fingers or something <laughs> like that because it's bloody, but it's not like it's not super scary. So um, definitely recommend Barry. It's 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 just totally wonderful. There's two seasons available right now. That is something that I've been meaning to watch, and I I'm backed up with like two other shows that me and my wife have to finish before we can watch Barry. I know so much about that show because I've heard him like on all the press junkets, and I've heard him talk on uh, Megan Mullally's uh, podcast about how she helped make him, helped get him into SNL, which then launched his entire career. And I, I've heard about how his nanny was hired to be one of the characters on the show. Like I want to watch this so bad, so. Uh, that's yeah. coming up. I'm going to have to like, punch that to the top of the list. Absolutely. Your fifth pick. Number five, going to be Homecoming. Ah, dang it, Kirk. <laughs> you have all the HBO shows. I'm going to go with all the Prime. Yeah, you're taking stuff off my list. This is Prime. Uh, this is, so far, it's been one season. Season two actually drops next week, I believe. Yes, yeah, starring Janelle Monet. Yes, and Stefan... Stephen James. James, thank yeah. you. Um, and we got Julia Roberts in the first season. This is a, a very much so a psychological thriller. These are half-hour episodes. Um, we s just the only thing I can tell you is that um, Julia Roberts is a psychologist, and she is uh, meeting with veterans of war to help them re-enter society from any kind of PTSD and and all that. So. 
it's so much more than that there if you like conspiracies if you like julia roberts and you like 30 minute episodes that will keep you glued to the television the moment the, they open to close this is your show homecoming yeah and there's a podcast that was the inspiration for the television yes. show i would probably recommend doing the podcast after the show that's what i did okay and it didn't didn't bother me i could see how it would if i had watched the podcast first and then done the show i don't know there, it's kind of a weird thing because like yeah. usually it's like do you read the book first and then watch the movie I'll, I'll, I'll a lot of times try to read the book first before i watch the movie if i can because a lot of times i can't motivate myself to read the book after i've watched the movie yeah um but with podcasts that's kind of like uncharted territory there it's like what what is the correct order of operations there yeah well that sounds great all right my sixth pick i'm going with a documentary a docu-series Whoa. on netflix called The Confession Killer. Ooh. For all you true crime heads out here, this is a really, really unique take on that. Um, had no idea what I was getting into. I thought I was honestly walking into a run-of-the-mill true crime series, which I'm always in favor of. I love that stuff. But this one is interesting. It's about... Um, uh, what is his name? John Lee Lucas or Henry Lee Lucas or something like that? Okay. I don't know. It just flew out of my head. One second. Yeah, Henry Lee Lucas, who for a while was believed to be the most notorious killer of all time, had killed more people than anybody, more than Jeffrey Dahmer or, you know, Ted, who, Bundy. Ted Bundy or whoever. He was the big thing. Um, but what this series kind of dives into is was he actually the killer or was he making it up Whoa. and trying to get the glory for it? So. It's really interesting. It's a really interesting if you like like psychoanalysis of people and and wondering how people tick. This guy is a very very unique case study. Um and the whole story is pretty interesting. It's kind of like it's again as all of these true crime things are these days kind of a critique on the justice system. Um it's very very interesting. So I highly recommend it. The Confession Killer that's available on Netflix. That sounds amazing. I am going to go with a curveball for my next one. All right. This is something that I've previously kind of slammed, and I came around to it. Ooh. This is on Apple TV+. Plus. This is The Morning Show. Oh, ho, ho. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got to tell you, episode one of that show is very difficult to watch. It's just um, poor writing. It's really poor acting by some of Hollywood's biggest stars. Wow. Sorry, Jen Aniston and right. Reese Witherspoon, mm -hmm. but it really pulls together by about uh, halfway through episode two, and then it really kicks off episode three. Um, I got to say, the stars of that show are Billy Crudup and Belle Powley. Look out for them. They uh, Billy Crudup's been around forever, um, and he needs he deserves more work. And then there's this uh, this actress Belle Powley. She is a an English actress. I want to see her in so many more things. She's already been popping up in a lot of things. She's going to be in the King of Staten Island with. Um, Pete Davidson, mm -hmm. uh, the Jed Apatow film coming out. Uh, so Morning Show, um, it, it's actually fa more fascinating than we gave it credit for initially. Wow. All right. That's one to check out if you haven't already. Um, I've, I've watched the majority of that, but haven't finished it. Mm -hmm. So I might have to swing back around to that one. So I believe I'm on number seven, right? I'm on number seven. I can't count. I believe I'm on number seven. <laughs> All right. Number seven. This is tough. I'm going to go with a curveball, another documentary. This one's on Disney Plus. Whoa. 
the Imagineering Project. Very nice. If you have even an inkling of interest in the Walt Disney World parks, this is a must-watch. It's super-duper interesting. Or if you just have an interest in big business and how giant enterprises start and and kind of like keep their momentum because there's so many things that like fizzle out and this tells a lot about like what it takes to be successful and how it's kind of like not only is it um being smart but it's also a lot of luck there's a lot of luck in pretty much anything that's a big giant success the imagining project is totally unique it's Disney Imagineers are not just engineers and they're not just artists. They're a combination of the two. Um, and it's just a totally revolutionary idea that has put them on top of the world in terms of the theme park game. And it's a must watch. If you're, if you're a Disney fan, even if you're not, I would consider it. Yeah. I, I remember I didn't have much interest in it. And then you started watching it and I was like, Oh, Oh, oh my yeah. like every every uh exasperation was coming out i was like this is incredible this yeah is so it's really cool so it's really really cool big big plug for me too um this is a this next series that i'm going to plug here is actually an old series it is streaming now on prime previously on netflix but it is mr jj abrams alias oh good one this this show it's got it's got everything jennifer garner bradley cooper <laughs> it's got everything it's it's this action spot i love spy stuff obviously this is the spy edition of uh, popcorn for breakfast <laughs> um, uh where you've got jennifer garner is this sleeper sleeper agent uh spy and she comes into the fold and she um helps save the world every single episode there's like there's like 300 episodes. This thing was like six seasons and 25 episodes per season. So it's really a wild ride. One of J.J. Abrams' earliest um, creations. You had this and then Felicity. And then you had him take on Star Trek and Star Wars and then the world. So really, if, if you're looking for something uh, that that's retro um, but still holds up today, go watch Alias. Yeah, good reco. It's always good to have stuff that's like... A little older, mixed in some flavor in there. That's right. All right, good pick. So now we're on number eight. For my eighth pick, I'm going to go with a comedy. I'm going to go Billy on the Street. <laughs> this used to be streaming on Hulu, is now streaming on Netflix. There are four seasons of it. Show premise is Billy Eichner runs up to random people on the street and asks them questions. Uh, sometimes they play ridiculous games. There's lots of celebrities involved. So if you like things like late shows or like the Ellen show or anything like that. This is right around that kind of flavor, just a lot more ridiculous. Um, he'll ask people questions that are preposterous and make no sense. And then tell them the, if they answered right or wrong, like he'll be like, which of these names do you hate? Sherry, Janice, Marnie, Jessica, and just like list names. It's absolutely insane. You get to see lots of weirdos because he's just like walking around the streets of New York. And, and what I love about this show is like, not every joke hits, right? Because it can't. It's like such an extreme and violent form of comedy that yeah. like it can't work. <laughs> but the stuff that doesn't, you just appreciate the effort. And you're like, and, and more often than not, you're going to be laughing hysterically. And if even if it's just like, wow, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So I, I definitely recommend it. It's a really good show to put on like in the background when you're just like kicking it and playing games on your phone you don't want to focus that hard on a show it's pretty much perfect for that so my eighth pick is billy on the street fantastic i'm gonna go back to prime it's my it's my home it's my it's heart your bread and butter <laughs> i'm gonna go with a little show called sneaky pete 
Oh yeah, I haven't checked that one out. Oh man, this is uh, it's three seasons long right now. It's got Giovanni Revi- Giovanni Rabisi. Um, he's just been he's so clever in this film. It's perfectly made for him, kind of in the same way that uh, Rachel Brosnahan is perfect in Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. Um, it's also got if you're if you're a big fan of Blow the Man Down, which recently came out, Margot. Martindale, she is in this entire series, uh, so look for her. It's also got, oh, what's the guy from that thing you do? Ethan Embry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's in this. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's about a con man who gets out of prison. And Giovanni Ribisi is also in that thing you do. He, he is. Oh, my gosh. Weird. He sure is. Yeah, there's a connection yeah, there. Yeah, there must be. Um, the, so he's uh, Giovanni Ribisi plays a con man who gets out of prison and then he's still running from the mafia. Brian Cranston's in the first season of this thing as well, too. Nice. Uh, and it, it's, it's really riveting, really clever, and really funny, too. All right, good pick. We are down to our last two picks each. So if you have any shows you've been stashing away for further use, now's the time. Um, one show that I cannot allow to be left off my list is a show that I love so, so dearly. I knew you weren't going to pick it, so I let it let it sit for a little while. But I had to go with Succession. Ah. Oh, man, <laughs> Succession. It's on HBO. Holy smokes, is this show good. Um, I don't think you... I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I... I don't know if I have the right perspective for it. I don't think you have to be like a lover of business to like this show. I, I sure hope not because it's just just riveting and I would hate for people to miss out just because they don't like the business aspect of it. But it's basically about the Murdochs. I mean, for for lack of a better comparison, it's about a huge media empire that's family run. And it it's all of the backstabbing, all of the dirty work that they do to maintain power and how that power bleeds into the family element and just like really twists things up. It's got some stellar acting performances, brilliant writing, really, really, really good plot development. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Season two was an absolute barn burner. I did (laughs) not think it would be as good as it was after season one was fantastic. And man, I cannot wait till season three. It's so good. Succession. That's awesome. I'm on season. I'm on episode three, season one right Are now. Are you liking so it so far? I am. Episode I, one is a slow. I mean, or season one, early half is a slow burn. Yeah. Um, but man, it's so good. Yeah, we're ready for it to to take off. It's it's got some good foundation that it's got so far. We're we're excited. My next pick will be. Okay, don't hate me for this. I will not hate you. <laughs> this one, this is a love hate, love hate uh, series. You probably could figure it out from that. This is on Netflix. I'm going with Bloodline. Oh <laughs> no! Listen, hear me out. 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 This is Kyle Chandler returning to the fold. Uh, he'd been in uh, a couple of a couple of things. Uh, this was really where he came back into the world of cinema and streaming and everything. This was Linda Cardellini's n- another checkbox on her list to world domination yes. and our introduction to Ben Mendelsohn, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. This series, it it doesn't. I'll just give it to you. It's it, in Norbert Leo Butts. You're gonna love. You're gonna love and hate this this season this series. But the first two seasons of this of this show are are f- absolutely incredible. It's true. They're masterful. 
And there are some bright spots in season three. Um, this is one of those shows where people are, are, are angry at the ending. You either love it or hate it, right? Um, <sighs> no one loves it. No <laughs> one loves this ending. There's someone out there that loves it. I don't, I don't know who that is, but if you are, that's great. And let's talk about it. But it's still 100% worth the journey because it is just so heart-stoppingly good. Like it will make you, it will, it will take your breath away literally because you are, you are just so in it, in in the neck of it, in the deep of it, with all these characters and their choices. It's tough for me, man. <laughs> it's it's tough because I I get what you're saying, and and the ride in the first two seasons is unforgettable. And during those first two seasons, it's undoubtedly just incredible and must watch TV. And I was totally all in, could not wait for season three. But it's as if they just slowly pick apart the show concept in season three and it just hurts so mm-hmm. hard that it like left me just totally bamboozled. And I, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to watch it all back at some point Why? because there has to be more, there has to be more to it because, uh, because yeah, I'm going to, I can't, I can't do I it. I still recommend it to this day. All right. I'll take that till my dying breath. Um, yeah, so since I said screw it to the HBO thing, so far I've listed <laughs> um, Watchmen, Barry, Succession, which are all HBO. I'm going to wrap it up with one last HBO show. This is a really recent one, The Outsider. It's a Stephen King adaptation of one of his most recent novels, The Outsider. It stars Ben Mendelsohn mm-hmm. and Jason Bateman. And... Um, uh, Cynthia Revo, I always forget her name. I don't know why. She's fantastic. When two, when Cynthia Revo and Ben Mendelsohn are on the screen together, holy crap! <laughs> it's an acting masterclass, and they're just straight killing it. Wow. Um, love those two. Just total, like without doubt, two of the best in the game right now. And this show is eerie. It's a slow burn, but it's it's worth every bit of it. It's a character development. I don't want to use masterclass again, but I will. It's it's totally just all about character dev, and it's fantastic. It's mm-hmm. it's self contained. Like there's only going to be one season, I think, because well, who knows, man? They do weird stuff these days. Like Big Little Lies had a second season, even though right. it's based off of the book, and the book ends where season one ends. <laughs> Same thing going on in The Outsider. Um, they do kind of leave it open for a second season, so I guess they could. But for right now, you must go watch season one. It's creepy, so if you don't like scary stuff, maybe not, but it's um, it's very, very good. Excellent. The Outsider. My final one. Final pick. There's so many more on my list that this is just impossible, but I'm going to go with something that was really fascinating, kind of surprised me, surprised me in quality, and surprised me in uh, that it existed. It's uh, something that created just uh, about two years ago on the Paramount Network, but now it is what? on... That's right. But it's on Netflix now. You can, you can watch it easily. <laughs> Called Waco. Oh, yeah, Waco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is about the Waco siege um, where there was a, a basically a cult uh, living in, in, a, in a part of Waco, Texas, and they the government had to come in and talk with them about their establishment and their rules and their lifestyle and the danger that they might may or may not be to the community surrounding them so very fascinating um lots of lots of big hitters in this film uh taylor 
Kitsch or Kirsch from Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is in this. Melissa Benoist is in this. Um, oh, I love her. Uh, John Leguizamo is in this. There, there's some great, some great. Oh, Michael Shannon is in this. I love so, Michael Shannon. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Big list of names, and uh, it's about twelve episodes or so. So it's really fascinating because I was not old enough to know what when this did happen of, of uh, understanding all the details of it. So it was really cool to watch this and get an, an understanding of all these people. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, that's ten each. Wow, look at that, man. So now you have 20 unique recommendations you can pick from. Hopefully you guys find something in that mix that's that you like. Or if you hate it, let us know. If you like it, let us know. We want to talk to you guys about it. If you have recommendations for us, we're all ears. You can Carpe DM us anytime on any of our social platforms. Um, I have honorable mentions. I'm not going to explain why I'm picking them, but I'm just going to rattle them off real quick. Abducted in Plain Sight, Shit's Creek, oh Gossip Girl, the Great British Baking Show, and The Office and Parks and Rec, which really go without saying. Yes. Any honorable mentions for you? Abducted in Plain Sight, I forgot about. Just watched it. <laughs> Please, everyone watch that it's true crime docuseries. It's like as mind-blowing as Tiger King, I feel oh like. Oh, my gosh. It just same shock value, different different yes. worlds. Yeah. Uh, Tiger King, Ozark, uh, Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd, The Spy, Middleditch and Schwartz, Outlaw King, which is just a film, Girl Meets World, Boy Meets World, on Disney+, Plus, Defending Jacob. Go see all these things. All right. Good picks. Like we said, hope you guys get some enjoyment out of those. We know that everybody's doing a lot of streaming, so we wanted to bring that to you. Um, you Feel free to cut up with us on social and, and share any of your thoughts. Um, before we wrap up the show, I do want to say rest in peace to Fred Willard and to Jerry Stiller. Yes. Um, yes, indeed. Two titans of the, of the comic medium who passed away within the last couple of weeks. Um, undoubtedly, these two gentlemen have made you laugh at some point in your life. I think I can say that with certainty if you've seen any of like the Judd Apatow, Adam McKay type movies, you know, Anchorman, or if you've seen Seinfeld with Jerry Stiller. I mean, so, so, so many good moments. Um, yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with their family and, and friends, but uh, sad to say goodbye to those guys. But they left us with tons of good material to go back yeah. and watch. I'm not sure if Jerry Stiller had anything on the table, but Fred Willard is in the upcoming Space Force. That's which right. Drops on Netflix next Friday. Next Friday, May 29th. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Um, we posted a little clip of Jerry Stiller um, from Seinfeld, one of his hilarious bits. It's an outtake. It's so, so good. So go back on our Facebook or Twitter and find that. And be sure to check out some material from those guys over the next coming weeks, and you'll definitely get a laugh, so it'll be perfect. Um, but other than that, that's all we got. I want to give a special thanks to Ryan Spriggs, who, as always, helps us produce this podcast. And a very, very special thank you to Ryan Spriggs and Brandon Aristed for our awesome theme music. We will see you guys in two weeks because we are doing bi-weekly episodes. Talk, Talk to, to you then. then.